D F S. It is Friday, December 23rd here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our second ever DFS drafting show. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, Jared Smola. Jared, I, obviously, I don't know exactly how it is at your house, but it is pretty windy here. Like, I'm feeling a draft inside. I just found an interior door in my garage blown open. I guess maybe it's all the way, but like, it, it's it's pretty rough out there. I'm hoping that none of our vehicles get blown away. I'm hoping we don't lose power within the next 20 minutes so we can wrap up this podcast. We had our lights flicker twice earlier. I was like, oh, man, nice. this might not happen at all. But it hasn't happened in a while. So if we disappear suddenly, it's probably a power outage in this area. But I won't waste any more time so that we can get through these drafts. If you missed the first episode, um, we're just going to go through an underdog draft. We're going to go through a sleeper draft. It's DFS style. So it's the same kind of play that we're used to with those shows. We did our DraftKings and FanDuel already, but it adds drafting. And that obviously changes how you're building teams that changes what you're getting to compete. Um, and we're also going to talk a different, a couple different kinds of formats. We're going to start on underdog like we did last week. Jared, the, the main thing is battle Royale where you're drafting in six person drafts, but drafting those teams to compete in a large field tournament. So you're not actually competing against those five people. You're competing against the thousands of people that are drafting teams. So you have to keep that in mind when you're drafting a team and not just go through and pick the next player on the board and, you know, right. get your exposures that way. Right. Yeah. Well, I think we said it's 45,000 people in the battle Royale, I believe. I mean, it's top, top heavy payout structure. So it, it plays like a, DFS GPP where you want to be searching for ceiling you want to be correlating your lineups a bit because you do need to you know pretty much hit the top player at every position to win this thing and you don't typically get as cute as you do with the DraftKings lineup where you're looking for a cheap guy who can get you some points because you still need ultimate ceiling from a smaller lineup so we're looking outside of ADP we're not necessarily going too far though sometimes farther than usual let's look at that ADP right now Jared we'll start with the main slate, which is the, the Saturday games, not counting yeah. Saturday night on underdog quarterback first. Like for me, this is not a position I'm going to get too <laughs> cute at this week. Yeah, and you can see in the ADP, it's, it's top heavy. It's Allen Mahomes and kind of everyone else. Um, and I think that's probably right. Like I'm willing to take Allen and Mahomes, especially I actually prefer Mahomes straight up for this. I just think he, he has better stacking, options at cost and I, I like obviously the runbacks more on the Seattle side than I do anything on the Chicago side so for me it's kind of you know take one of those guys early or wait probably to my last pick maybe my you know fifth round pick and at that point you're probably just taking a quarterback that correlates with one of your wide receiver picks from earlier and Travis Kelsey by the way if you look at the overall DVOA he's in the middle of round one yeah. uh, Patrick Mahomes is the sixth player so you're probably not stacking those two guys in the same lineup so you got to know that going into the draft don't expect to come away with a Patrick Mahomes Travis Kelsey team but there are still Juju out there there's the Seahawks receivers out there I agree yeah. with Patrick Mahomes straight up over Josh Allen just because of the weather conditions facing both guys yeah just like overall for this slate like there's a clear top four and you know and I would I would order these guys differently like for me it's probably Jefferson Kelsey Henry McCaffrey but I mean it's a clear top four then after that it's kind of like the wild west where you see these these next few guys go in like any order in these drafts 
And, and before we move away from quarterback, uh, I said not getting too cute. The top six are going to go, you know, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith. Beyond that, we do have Dak Prescott right beyond those guys. Then Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, yep. Gardner Minshew at 8, 9, 10. I'd be certainly willing to consider those guys mixing them into lineups. They're outside of that top six, so they're not going to go in all of the drafts. So there's, there's a little bit of room to differentiate there. Yep, I think Prescott and Jones are the two guys that um, I think really – aren't too dissimilar from, you know, Kirk Cousins and, and Geno Smith in terms of ultimate ceiling. And they're going to be much less owned in this contest. You mentioned the separation at quarterback. There's some separation at running back too, where Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey are leading yep. drafts. And then we've got a slight gap to Saquon Barkley and then a slighter gap to Dalvin Cook. And then, you know, incremental steps from there down. Yeah, to me, running back this week is way deeper than wide receiver, which is part of the reason that I'm taking Jefferson even over these two stud backs at the top of these drafts. I just feel better about some of these running backs you can get, you know, with your, with your last few picks. I mean, I like Miles Sanders. I like Nick Chubb this week quite a bit. And you know, it's going to be crappy conditions with Cleveland. I think Chubb's going to get 20 plus carries. So just generally um, I've been trying to lean towards wide receivers early in these drafts this week and, you know, fill in with the running backs with my last few picks. Yeah, I agree with that. Miles Sanders, as you said, is down a little bit lower than he should be. I think even Joe Mixon, Zeke Elliott can be in the mix. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, maybe DeAndre Swift lower, but you know, you get down into there and these are guys that are not going to be on teams yep. everywhere. So I, I agree with the idea of waiting on running back um, and focusing elsewhere. It is half PPR here. So there's a little bit more weight for running back scoring versus wide receivers than on full PPR sites. Wide receiver has Justin Jefferson as the next player overall off the board behind Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey. What sneaky values have you come across here? Maybe not sneaky, but value picks to begin with. Yeah. Again, a wide receiver gets ugly in a hurry. I mean, DK Metcalf has been one of my favorite targets, you know, with your second, sometimes third pick, especially, um, you know, on a Mahomes team or you know, again, Geno Smith is usually available in the sixth round if you end up taking DK. But I mean, look at once you get like into like this range, even like after T Higgins, I think it just, it gets ugly quick. And, you know, these are what, these are like fourth, fifth round picks. So that's why, you know, the more of these I've done this week, I'm really trying to have two wide receivers within my first three picks. And of course you have to start two. You can start three, right? Cause yep. there's one flex Correct. position. Yeah, that's right. Marquise Goodwin is beyond drafted all the time range here behind Brandon Ayuk. And I think even if you don't feel comfortable playing Marquise Goodwin in a season long yep. lineup over Ayuk, I think we can agree that Goodwin's ceiling is higher than Ayuk's this week, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I don't think I had like one-off Marquise Goodwin, but on a Geno Smith team or on a Mahomes team as a run back, I think he makes sense as your, as your sixth round pick. I'd be willing to throw him into the mix there as like the last pick of the draft, somebody with upside to stash in my flex spot. Somewhat interesting down there, DJ Chark. I'm not sure I'd get to him in this particular format with the smaller lineups because I don't know how much ultimate ceiling he has, but Darius Slayton might be another guy that fits that category of having upside beyond his placement here. Like I like him better than Gabe Davis. I think his ceiling probably, well, I, I would say his, his ceiling is similar to Terry McLaurin's. You know, my highest owned wideout right now, and it's kind of surprising because I, I don't feel like I love him this week, but evidently I do at ADP is actually Devonta Smith. I just think in this range, he makes a lot of sense. And again, I still think there's, you know, shootout potential in this Eagles Cowboys game. You know, don't got to worry about whether Gardner Minshew is a capable quarterback. So I like Devonta Smith, especially, you know, as part of a game stack. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because I just did a sleeper draft right before this and added Devontae Smith to that team. I'm not sure 
like I, right after I did that, I kind of <laughs> quick picked Miles Sanders. And I'm not sure that I like Miles Sanders and Devontae Smith in the same lineup there. But, you know, that's part of this draft thing. You're on the clock again quickly and you got to make decisions. So you got to make sure you, you know what's up. We'll talk about sleeper yep. in a few minutes. Tight end here, ADP wise. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> we all want Travis Kelsey. And if you look yeah. at the ADP numbers, George Kittle is a couple of rounds beyond where Kelsey is as the number two tight end. Yeah. And Kelsey's still, you know, firing away the top option at tight end. And again, to me, he's probably my number two overall player this week. Um, but th- this, this is a stronger tight end slate than we've had most other weeks this season. I mean, we have Kittle and Andrews. I know they haven't been, you know, they've been disappointing relative to what we thought we were getting this summer, but they still have, you know, high, high end upside. Then you have like TJ Hawkinson, I think is, is a, a safe play. Maybe the upside isn't there. Dallas Goddard is back this week. Taysom Hill is a guy I'm getting more and more interested in um, with the, the crappy weather in Cleveland. I think, you know, it could be a game where we get, you know, eight to 10 Taysom Hill carries. So I think again, it's, um, I mean, we look at Dalton Schultz, who I think last week was like the second tight end off the board in these, is, you know, not even in inside the top six tight ends this week. Jared, it's like this is the telepathy podcast because I was not at all interested in Taysom Hill when I sat down to do the sleeper draft. And then I got to the end and needed a tight end. And I was like, oh, why not Taysom Hill? Go ahead and stick him on this team in a crappy game. Maybe he gets some carries. Yeah, I mean, you know, he could he could easily finish as the number two scoring tight end on this slate. Yeah, I agree. So let's go ahead and sign up for one of those Battle Royale drafts. And we'll actually make our way through it and see what you end up with. So as we mentioned, the format here, um, just to run back through it, it is six-person drafts. I got to get over to it so I don't get anything wrong with the lineup settings, though. But obviously, you need a quarterback. You need one running back. You need two wide receivers. You need one tight end. And then there's one flex spot. And then it's half PPR scoring. Otherwise, you know, pretty much what you've come to expect from fantasy scoring, four-point passing touchdowns, um, point per 10 yards, rushing or receiving. It is a large field tournament. As you said, 45,000 entrants, roughly 200K in total prizes. $5 entry, though, so it's it's pretty easy to just run up a bunch of these teams and yes. see what you can do with it. For sure, yeah. And, uh, you know, looking – going through these drafts so far and, you know, even my teams, most of my teams have been two running backs this week, again, because that position is so much deeper than wide receiver. I do think the field is going to have, you know, the majority two running back teams. So I do I do think trying to build a team with one running back and three wideouts this week, if you can get, you know, three wideouts you feel good about, you know, is, is a way to differentiate pretty easily. Jared is in a draft that's starting in 10 seconds. If you have not drafted on there yet, you can enter promo code draft sharks, or you can hit the link to underdog at the bottom of this podcast post. You can get some free money to play with. They will match your initial deposit up to $100. So, you know, you can have $100 to play with right away. And Jared's draft is starting. The first pick is Derrick Henry unsurprisingly, which puts Jared on the clock with, is it going to be the player that he says is the second player overall? And it's not. No, no, no. Well, Jefferson's my first player overall. Oh, I thought you were saying Derrick Henry was your first player. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I I think Jefferson has a a similar ceiling as Henry. And again, um, running back's just deeper than than wide receiver this week, I think. So I'd rather start with that elite wide receiver. I think it's going to be easier to fill the running back spot later. You certainly can't argue with Jefferson having the ultimate ceiling that, you know, basically anybody else does, especially in what's a positive matchup. So if you're on the stream, you can see it's a fast moving draft. We're already almost through round two. So it's going to be recap picks, but Jared's back on the clock. He's got Justin Jefferson. I'm on Ross St. Brown went right before the Saquon Barkley right before that was Barkley. After you pick, you can tell me, but was Barkley the third running back off the board? 
I'm, I'm going to take DK Metcalf. Um, so I, I like getting you know, two two um, you know elite wideouts this week. Here's the draft board. Um, so yeah, Sparkly was RB three, and I would have taken him. Well, and just I think he's good value there too. You know, he would have given me the, the game sack with Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So you've got the two required wide receiver spots filled. Yep. You know, now it's the time where you decide whether to take your first running back first, something else, or go ahead and get three wideouts. I think yep. the downside, like obviously there's upside in that the wide receiver spot can certainly score it and it's going to get ugly soon. But the downside to going ahead and locking your flex in early is it leaves you a little bit less flexibility through the rest of the draft to kind of adjust yep. for what's on the draft board. You're, you're locked into filling those required positions the rest of the way. That's right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at Tony Pollard or AJ Brown here. Um, I prefer Pollard like straight up projection wise. I think the argument for Brown is again, I do think, you know, getting three elite wide receivers this week is different. Um, but I'm going to take Pollard hoping that Juju gets back to me and my next pick to give me that DK Juju game stack. And you're talking we'll about taking Juju. I'm assuming that Patrick Mahomes is already off the board in this one, right? Yes. He, he's a, you know, he's a first, second round turn pick. Most, yeah, most so of are you looking at this point now that you have Juju and DK Metcalf in your lineup? Are you already thinking that Geno Smith is, I hope going to be my quarterback, not necessarily reaching for him around, well, obviously yep. not around here because your next pick, you're hoping to be Juju Smith-Schuster. But, like, are you looking at Geno with that fifth-round pick? Um, I think I can get him in the sixth even. I mean, I'm going to queue up Geno and Cousins. Ah, there goes Juju. Um, I'm going to queue up Geno and Cousins because I'd be happy with the Cousins. Um, I might actually even prefer Cousins now that I, I don't have Juju because I won't have a game stack there, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Juju went like three spots before Jared picked. I'm not yep. sure exactly how that lined up with the ADP. I'm going to try to get back over there to see. Yeah. But um, let's see. Oh, yeah, he's fairly high in ADP. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth among wide receivers. So he's he's getting – he seems to be getting a little bit more respect here right. than he was by the ownership rates you were talking about on our DFS show earlier. And you're going to hate this one, but I'm going to take um, Mark Andrews. Hoping he, can, <laughs> hoping he can revive some of his, you know – Upside that we've seen in the past. Hate's a strong word, but I don't like it. I would have gone somewhere else and waited for a tight end later in this draft. So that's your fourth round pick, right? You got two more to go coming up around this turn. You can see if you're on stream, you can see Devontae Smith, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith in the queue. Um, Kirk Cousins has moved ahead of Geno Smith. As Jared said, you don't have the wide receivers stacked from that game. A couple running backs behind that. Uh, I won't say them out loud just in case people are watching while drafting against you. Um, yep. But we've got around that turn, we had Brandon Ayuk go. Brandon Ayuk is somebody that I'm not going after in DFS this week. I just don't think the ceiling is there um, to yep. support him. So I like seeing him go before it's your turn again. We got one more pick before Jared's on the clock. He got five players queued up. That's That can be a key move in these DFS drafts because the clock gets oh, yeah. on you and then it moves quickly. I have certainly timed out multiple times. So it's good to have somebody in that queue ready to go just in case you run out of clock. <clears throat> I, yeah, I'm always using the queue, and it's usually for guys maybe further down ADP that I want to remember are still out there. Okay, so only one guy needs a quarterback, and this guy is Jamar Chase. So he's definitely taking Joe Burrow, so I can wait on Geno Smith here. Um, so for me, it's either going to be Chubb or Devonta Smith or Miles Sanders to give me the correlation with uh, Tony Pollard. I'm, I'm going to go Nick Chubb. I, I think he has a much higher ceiling than Devonta Smith or Miles Sanders. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. I think – I, I I should say I think Miles Sanders and Nick Chubb are similar in ceiling, but I certainly won't argue with um, the idea that Nick Chubb's ceiling rises yep. higher. 
Yep. So I'm just waiting now, and um, this pick should be Joe Burrow, and then I should get Geno Smith to give me that Geno Metcalf stack. Are you going to queue a backup here, though, just in case he doesn't make it to you? Uh, he, 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 he took Burrow. I mean, he, I mean, yeah. Mo- most most people doing these drafts are right. know what they're doing, which which is nice, and you can you know predict something like that, and you know feel good that Geno's going to get back to you. So, so Geno Smith with DK stacked up, no run back there. You know, not not a ton of correlation on this team, which I don't love, but um. I do like the individual players. I mean, I think there's upside to all all six of these guys. Yeah, and the correlation matters less when you're building a six-person lineup for to sure. face a large field. I mean, if correlation's always good, but you don't want to force it. You'd rather just get the top scores at all the spots. For sure, yeah. I, I think as we talked about on um, yesterday's show that you don't want to over-correlate on these because I think that, that caps your upside. Right, which can be easy to do when you're drafting quickly um, on the clock. I, I like the setup of drafting those underdog daily drafts, especially on the desktop as opposed to yeah. on the phone. So you can look at all the things. You can check and see what the other team's roster has uh, coming up, see what quarterback he's going to take rather than trying to tap all around it and maybe not make it back to the right screen by the time you're picking. Yeah, Underdog's app is legitimately like maybe the best app that I have on my phone. Like not even fan. Like it's it's just a super sleek app. But I'm I'm still a uh, a desktop laptop drafter um, for season long for for daily for setting DFS lineups. I just I like have I like having my big screen. You're showing your age a little bit here, Jerry. <laughs> I know. So we're gonna switch over to Sleeper now, which I am sharing on the screen as we speak, and the. The format is similar in that it's DFS, but there are lots of differences here. First of all, the slate on Sleeper is the entire week. And obviously Thursday is out of the picture now because we're beyond that. But every remaining game is on this slate. It goes through the Monday night game. So that includes the Chargers here. We get that Packers-Dolphins matchup in. So there are more players to play with. Obviously, you have to wait a little bit longer for your payout. So if you're impatient, this is probably not the best format for you. But you know, it deepens the player pool in a week that we talked about is a little bit rough with six games outside of most sites, main DFS slate. I'm going to go ahead and sign up for a draft just for the sake of time. Cause I'm not sure how much longer it would take beyond that, but the format here, you go ahead and sign up for a draft. It costs $1 to draft that team. That one is automatically entered into an eight team contest for that dollar, $7 in prizes. So, you know, it's just a thing it's paying for that team. But then once you draft the team, which is eight players deep here, um, you then decide what other contests you want to enter it into or none. If you don't want to enter it, enter it into any other contests. Uh, You can see how the team is. If you hate it, you've got a dollar sunk in it. You draft another team and see what you want to do with that one. If you love it, there are all different levels. You can, the, the entry fees go up, the payouts obviously go up along with that desktop app is not my friend at the moment. So I'm going <laughs> to close out of it uh, and try to restart it and see if it goes. I do have the phone app just in case we don't get the desktop app going, but I'll open it back up and try to get back in. I did one draft, like I mentioned before that. So we'll try to review that draft board um, if I can get it open. Uh, but so the other differences here, full PPR, the lineup has two flex spots. The draft clock is 20 seconds. So we were kind of experiencing that last time. <laughs> it gets on you in a hurry. And not all the drafters here are live people. On underdog, yeah. drafting against all real people. This one starts a draft at a time. And if there are eight live people drafting, cool. But if not, it's going to fill in any other spots with computer drafters. So that can be good or bad for what it brings to you in the draft but it definitely makes things move faster. 
And it, se- it seems like the um, player order in the queue on Sleeper isn't quite as um, clean as it is, on which I, I think is another advantage. I think all this stuff is advantages um, for us if we, you know, we know what we're doing and we're, and we're ready to go. Yes, and that is the key. It's easy to be like, oh, I got 10 minutes. I'm going to draft a team. And then you jump in and it's like all of a sudden it's round three. And you're like, oh, crap. I don't even know who I like at this point. This is not an order of how I like them. I got to go find – oh, man, that guy was still available. So – it's important to like try to prepare yourself as you can. I can't set the um, player order here ahead of the draft. That would be a nice feature if I was able to do that. But you know, I can kind of make a list of the guys I like from the draft sharks rankings by position. I did do some of that. You mentioned the player list here. I did a draft right before this. Derek Henry is 11th in the current list. Now I don't know how much that factors in ADP. I don't these drafts are open all week, so I don't know how much drafting there is. Um but yeah, I was like I could get Derrick Henry potentially in round 2. Like I'm not letting him out of round 1 in these drafts if I'm picking late. Yeah, where's where's he been going in these drafts with you? So I just I've done the one so far and I took him at the 8th spot. Um, oh, I mean, even the, that is. Yeah. I mean even that is. You know, we just saw him go first overall in underdog, so. Right. So I'm going to try to share the screen again because I did open it up. I did sign up for a draft this time. I will try to click into my previous team. This is the draft board from that one. We saw Justin Jefferson go top of this one. Jared said he's his top player in half PPR. So full PPR here certainly makes sense as a top player. Then Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. So it doesn't take long for you to see the difference of the slate. Austin Eckler, the first, mm-hmm. the fourth player off the board. I think it's kind of nuts to take Austin Eckler as the first running back in a week where it's McCaffrey and Derrick Henry. But right after, as I say that, I realize that's a computer player. So that's another one of those potential advantages to not drafting in, against live there people. Yeah, I guess the more that I look at this, I, I could see Henry, you know, being maybe the fifth overall player. I think you can argue for Jefferson, Kelsey, Hill, and McCaffrey over him in full PPR. But 11. It's still, it's still wrong. Yeah. I mean, so by that ADP, I could have taken a shot on him getting back to me in round two. I did have a live drafter right behind me in this one. So I doubt he would have gotten back to me, but you know, it's one of those things too. If you're drafting a bunch of teams, you play with it uh, once or twice and see what happens. For sure. Yeah. I I love too, that you get um, all the games in these two. I think that's another edge because to me, it seems like the the main slate games just get more coverage out there and people feel more comfortable in in those games. You know, you go on all these DFS sites and you're not, you're not getting the Dolphins Packers game in a lot of these contests. So I think um, that's another spot to, to, to maybe get some edge. Yeah. And especially if you play a bunch of DFS, you might just be locked into the main slate and then jump into this and you're like, okay, I know the players that I like this week, but you're not ready for the four games that are happening after Saturday, as well as the Saturday night game. And that's a whole bunch more guys entering the pool. Pat Fryermuth is another guy worth mentioning. Like I'm not excited at all about Pat Fryermuth, but we talked on the DFS show about how crappy the tight end pool is this week. So adding somebody that has at least produced at some point this year is a positive for that position. Yep. Plus, plus I know our wives definitely want us sweating DFS contests on Christmas. So that's another reason to play on sleeper. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> uh, so a look at the scoring rules here. I already mentioned them there. As I said, full PPR, otherwise pretty straightforward. The draft settings, 30 seconds per pick. So I guess it's not 20. It just felt like it. Uh, There are computer picks in there. The computer will auto pick for you. You do have to make at least one live pick to be able to use your team. So we don't have people jumping in here and just auto drafting a bunch of teams playing against, you know, somebody with their system all set up to do that. It is real people. And then 
like I said, you're entering a variety of contests. You can't view them yet until I have the team, but we'll look at that after I draft it. But the buy-ins for those contests afterwards start at five bucks. They go as high up as you probably want them to. They have head-to-heads. There are also eight teams. Obviously, the more teams that you compete against, the higher the payouts are going to be. The eight-team ones do pay out the top three spots. So that hurts the overall top number that you can get, but it also increases the chances that you make some money. This isn't the place to go if you're looking to yep. you know, get a big score for the week. It's a good place to go if you're just looking to build bank. Yeah, sleeper is your cash games. Underdog is your tournaments. So it's nice we have all these options. We're, we're so blessed. That's right. And of course, we didn't mention it on the um, underdog portion, but there are non battle Royale drafts there. You can do just, you know, one-off drafts and compete against fewer people to try to build your bank there as well. Not as fun, but yeah, you can. (laughs) That's right. So our draft is beginning here. I am picking seventh. I'm going to go ahead and queue up Derek Henry (laughs) just so that I'm ready for when this um, clock gets on me. Yeah. There you can see him 11th in the list down. I don't think that I can make this any bigger, unfortunately. So it's going to be a little small for anybody watching on the stream, but the top of the board, you know, as you can see, Justin Jefferson, Tyree kill Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey leading the way, then Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, the second running back in the list right here. So the computer is going to favor him easily over Derrick Henry this week. And I don't care what format you're playing. I'm taking Derrick Henry over Austin Eckler. Yeah. Eckler's, Target volume, not surprisingly, is down over the past few weeks with the Chargers wide receiver core getting healthy. I mean, you know, he's obviously still an elite fantasy option, but he's, he's definitely down a peg from where he was early on when, you know, he was getting 10 to 12 targets every game. Stefan Diggs is another elite guy that I'm skipping over this week. I'm scared of the wind in that game. And I mean, you know, from yeah. a first round wide receiver, we need a smash week. I, I think Diggs, Diggs will be fine. Um, but I don't it doesn't look like a ceiling spot for me, which is kind of what you're looking for if you draft him that high. Yeah. And you know, these are cash games. We don't have to worry about a high salary with Stefan Diggs. So not a total avoid for me, but probably not somebody that I'm drafting. Yep. That's fair. We are underway. Tyree kill the top pick here. Travis Kelsey second. I think Kelsey might go. be the first pick. Um, yeah, to me, it's, it's Kelsey or Jefferson to me. I, I could go either way. I'm going to take a shot on Devonte Adams nice. here and see what happens with Derrick Henry around the turn. Yep. Nice. Derrick Henry made it back to me. So it went just well the way played. we hoped. So running through the rest of the first round, it was Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Eckler, Jamar Chase. I took Devonte Adams, then CD Lamb, Stefan Diggs around the turn, Derrick Henry, my second round pick. Then Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddle. We have just one other human team in here. So I think things will probably stick pretty close to the ADP board as we go through this draft. Which is nice. Makes things more predictable. You can um, do something you just did there. Pass on Henry, get Adams, and then get Henry on the way back. Juju Smith-Schuster off the board early in round two here, which I'm sure you like, Jared. I'm looking at Dalvin Cook. I was hoping that DK Metcalf was going to get to me, but he just went two picks ago. You can hear the clock already ticking on me. Like, dude, you're running out of time. I think I'm just going to go ahead and take Dalvin Cook and get Monsters at running back. And now it's my turn again already. So... I'm going to try to look wide receiver here. We talked about Devontae Smith earlier. I think this is a solid spot for Devontae Smith, and I already have two running backs, so I'm not going to – Over T. Higgins, though? Over T? Yeah. Okay. I think the matchup's a little bit better there. I think they're pretty similar in terms of what we can expect. And the the weather is going to be better for Philly than it will be for Cincinnati. That is is fair. DeAndre Hopkins is definitely a big name I'm skipping over, by the way. Oh, yeah. I can't believe how – I am seeing him ranked by other sites. Um, yeah, I, I like the Devil Cook. I'm, I'm going to try to get uh, Cook or Jefferson in 
you know, basically any DFS or daily team I, I make this week. I'm going to cue TJ Hawkinson because tight end's going to get ugly. Uh, and I'm not loving the top options at other positions right now. Thank goodness there's one other human in this draft to slow down the clock a little bit for me. What's the quarterback landscape look like at this point? What is it? Like Fields is got Herbert, Herbert right. still. Um, is Mike Williams still on the board? Yes. Mike Williams and Justin Herbert is interesting. I'm going to go ahead and take Mike Williams right here. Love that. Justin Herbert made it back, so I'm going to do that. So this could be a little bit more of a team that I might put in a higher dollar eight team format now. As I mean, I, I'll, I'll still play it against head to head, but it's a team that I like better than that Miles Sanders and Devontae Smith lineup before for a head to head matchup. Yeah, for sure. High, higher ceiling to this team, for sure. All right, so let's go back over to tight end. Nothing I feel like I need in this round. Uh, I've got one flex to play with and a clock telling me how close it is to finishing up. I don't know, Zeke Elliott, you think, here, maybe? Uh, either that or DeAndre Swift. Uh, I think I'm just about to time out. <laughs> Adam Thielen is the pick. <laughs> Not who I would have gone with, but that's the lesson tough. here. So now I need a tight end. Uh, Gerald Everett's on the board to stack there. Pat Fryermuth. Taysom Hill. It's true. Let's do it. If, if you're making this team from our upside. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a team that I would be more interested in for like a larger field tournament. I, like I mentioned, that's not an option here, but eight team is interesting. I like, I probably won't go above the $25 entry, which has a top payout of something like 110. So, you know, that's, that's like my version of a, a tournament for this format but you know again now we'll look at the specifics of those contests i talked about it pops it up immediately you have 10 minutes to decide what you want to do whether it's no teams or entering contests so we've got eight teams at the different dollar levels we've got head to head at the different dollar levels obviously the payouts change depending on what you're going to do i'm going to go with a couple of 18 25 dollar ones try to win the top prize there, figuring that I've got an okay chance of at least making the top three out of eight. And then for head to head, I think I'll stick with $5 and enter uh, three of those. And so we choose those, we hit next, we hit confirm, and hopefully it goes through this time, unlike <laughs> my draft sign up previously, because uh, my first draft had a similar issue. But I mean, that's drafting. There's no reason for people to, to watch that portion of it, but that's drafting on Sleeper. You can hit promo code Draft Sharks if you're already on Sleeper and want to deposit money. Hit promo code Draft Sharks. You'll get a 100% deposit match there up to $100 as well. Or you can just click the link at the bottom of this podcast post. That'll get you to the same place. Put money in. You know, you're probably already playing in leagues on Sleeper. Maybe you didn't even know that you could also make money in this format that you're already using. That also, by the way, has an easy to peruse um, app on your phone. So while you're yeah. watching games or doing whatever else this weekend, you can do one of these drafts and enter some contests. Yeah, awesome app, awesome site. I love I love the how unique that format is, both in, you know, the way it's set up to draft and also the way that you, you know enter those different contests after drafting i think that's you know that's something that doesn't exist elsewhere in fantasy football yes i'm glad for these two sites entering uh like bringing the dfs drafting to us making it so easy to do because i much prefer playing this particular format as opposed to just building lineups in my parents basement and then entering them <laughs> against max players <laughs>
I'm well, at least in my own. I'm at least in my own basement when I do it. Not my parents. There you go. I'm in my own basement too. But I mean, I gotta follow the stereotype. So that's gonna do it for this second ever DFS drafting show. Like I said, click the link at the bottom of this podcast post. You can get free money to play with on either sleeper or underdog or both. If you're feeling randy this week, for Jared Small and the entire Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us. <laughs>